Welcome to this WDAV Dispatch from Spoleto, presented by WDAV Classical Public Radio and powered by Ortho Carolina. Welcome to the WDAV Dispatch from Spoleto, our series of reviews, previews, and interviews from the nation's premier arts festival. I'm Frank Dominguez, and this time my guest is Joe Miller, who is the uh, director of choral activities for the Spoleto Festival USA. Joe is also the conductor of the festival's chorus in residence, the renowned Westminster Choir. Joe, thanks for taking the time to speak with me. I know you're really busy right now. I'm very happy to be here. Now, how did the Westminster Choir come to be so closely associated with Spoleto Festival USA? Um, it began with uh, in the early 70s when Giancarlo Minotti uh, met Joseph Flummerfelt, my predecessor, and uh, they had a mutual admiration uh, for each other's work. And Minotti invited the choir to the first fest to one of the first festivals in Spoleto, Italy. And so, since 1971 or two, uh, the choir has been part of the festival. We uh, are deep into the fabric, much like the orchestra is, uh, to the festival. So we form uh, pr probably primarily the foundation for the opera choruses. So it depends from year to year. This year there's, we're in two operas, Eugene Onegin and Farnace. So we have two choruses that go. And then we have our, our traditional concerts that we do, usually a couple of those at the cathedral. And then uh, finally we join with the Charleston Symphony Orchestra Chorus and Spleto Festival Orchestra and do a major choral orchestral program as well. I want to talk about the uh, choral concerts at the uh, Cathedral Church of uh, St. Luke and St. Paul. I really look forward to that each uh, season when I come to the festival. How do you go about putting together the program for that? Because it seems to be so thoughtfully uh, selected and it was a, a really magical experience. My wife and I attended the performance on Memorial Day and it was really just so perfectly uh, chosen and uh, was very enjoyable to not only listen to but also to see because uh, the Westminster Choir, at least under your direction, isn't just standing there singing. Very often they're moving around and rearranging themselves in interesting ways. So tell us about your approach to that. The repertoire for the Spoleto Festival is drawn from our touring repertoire. The choir will learn four or five repertoires during a year, so we're, we're often learning new music. But this is drawn from our tour program. And the Cathedral Church of St. Luke and St. Paul is a very beautiful space to sing in. Uh, for your listeners, it is, a, a, think, a wooden box. And so very much like a German orchestra, the room itself has this kind of burnished, warm sound. Mm -hmm. And so I certainly try to tailor uh, to that. And uh, we are. It's our mission to try to break down the wall between the audience and, and the performers and try to uh, use the space that we sing in. So we're always trying to do that. So I, I have that, when I'm choosing this program, I certainly have the, the architecture of the space and the sound of the space in mind. And then I try to weave a narrative uh, that will fit that space. I really enjoyed in particular when uh, the uh, sort of subgroup of the choir came out into the, I guess, the crossing in the church uh, to sing the uh, American folk hymns, sort of a shape note singing style, I think. 
Yes, we have uh, on this program, we have shape note singing, and then we also have the ring shout from uh, the Gullah tradition. And uh, of course, the sacred harp singing would have been done in a, you know, a very small country church, we think, you know, uh, and, and the choir sets up rather like a box. Mm-hmm. And they call it the box, and you set up with one section on each side, and we try to replicate that in whatever space that we're singing in. I also enjoyed, uh, during the spiritual number, uh, the percussion provided by not only tambourine, but broom handle. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that, and that is uh, that would have been part of that tradition, mm-hmm. and uh, and and people uh, dancing in a circle, which is why it's called a ring shout. Uh, that was a form of prayer and praise for them. The other thing that's remarkable about that program, which I should mention for our listeners, is going to be repeated on Saturday, June third at five p.m. The other thing that's amazing about it is that most of the music, you, we've talked about the, some of the traditional stuff, but most of the music is contemporary, and yet you know, contemporary music can be sort of a, a flag for some people, but you've chosen contemporary repertory that is uh, very sophisticated, but also really appealing. There's so much good choral music being written today, and it's incredible to explore that. And one of the things um, that is wonderful for me working with the Westminster Choir is their ability to create almost a symphonic sound. It is They can create a lot of o- overtone range. And so choosing music that kind of fits, some music that fits that kind of orchestral nature of the sound of the choir, I, lo- I love exploring that. It occurs to me that there are some parallels between your experience uh, and also that of Jeff Nuttall, who's the director of the festival's chamber music series, in that you both had some very big shoes to fill when you came into your, your current positions. In your case, as you mentioned, you succeeded the legendary uh, Joseph Flummerfeld. It's been a few years now. How do you think it's going? Well, I'm, I'm thrilled. I, you know, I, I really I love the festival, and I love being part of that fabric of the festival. And uh, certainly the, the, um, the legacy of Joseph Flummerfelt was uh, certain you would be not human if you were intimidated by that incredible legacy. So I just wanted to make sure I got it right. And so I think for a few years I was very concentrated on making sure it was right. And now I feel much more in the in you know in the fabric and so i think about that a little bit less and it's just very wonderful because i'm very fortunate that uh that joe will be sitting in the audience many times for our concerts and his constant support has been really helpful well i really uh, on a personal level uh, commend you for that and i think you've really pulled off a, a very skillful feat of keeping a continuity a sense of continuity with the tradition but at the same time giving it your own stamp so Congratulations on that. Thank you. Now, you've got uh, another uh, big choral work in that you're uh, participating in the Mozart Great Mass. So would you talk a little bit about that program? That program will end with Mozart's Mass in C minor, which um, to me is his pinnacle work, uh, an unfinished work, uh, and, uh, but uh, uh, a monument in the, in the choral repertoire. And um, I just feel like this is a, a, a wonderful showcase um, of, of the major repertoire to bring to the festival. And then we're going to balance that on the other half of the program by doing the Von Williams Serenade to the Music and Lord Thou Hast Been Our Refuge. So we'll have a very sweet romantic opening and then this monumental work uh, with one of the greatest fugues ever written.
So counterpoint and, and luxurious harmony. The place is at the Gilliard Auditorium, and it's Tuesday, June 6th. I want to ask you about uh, your experience as someone coming to Charleston now regularly every late spring for this festival. Uh, everyone knows that Charleston is famous for its uh, beautiful architecture and churches and, of course, the restaurants. But is there something about coming back to Charleston that perhaps maybe the uh, average uh, visitor doesn't know about that you look forward to when you come back for Spoleto Festival USA? Wow, there are so many things. I grew up coming here as a, as a kid because we would come to see things like Fort Sumter. We would come for the his history of it. So my family would find a place to camp and then we would come in and look at all the historical things. And to come back today... It's, I mean, the bones of that are still here, but what's happened to the city is remarkable. But one of the things that I love, of course, are all the beautiful gardens that are here, but the flora and fauna here are, are remarkable. With the choir, I always have, we have a passion flower contest. <laughs> and so I make them search the city and they have to send me, the, they race to become the first person to find the passion flower if it's been in bloom. So I love, I love that. And usually about the time we come, the jasmine is blooming. So you walk through the streets and you smell the jasmine. So um, I just think it's an exquisite place for the architecture, but also for the flora and fauna. My guest has been Joe Miller, Artistic Director of Choral Activities for the Spoleto Festival USA in Charleston, which runs through June 11th. You can get complete details about the current season at spoletousa.org. Joe, thanks for spending some time with me, and congratulations again on a wonderful season. Thank you very much. I'm Frank Dominguez. I'll talk to you again on the next WDAV Dispatch from Spoleto. Thanks for joining us for another WDAV Dispatch from Spoleto, presented by WDAV, Classical Public Radio, and powered by Ortho Carolina. Subscribe to this podcast at wdav.org forward slash subscribe, and follow us on Facebook for classical music news, humor, and programming updates. WDAV is a service of Davidson College. You can find us on the radio at 89.9 FM, streaming at wdav.org, or on our mobile app available at iTunes and Google Play.